Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Brooke Wright with Local. Welcome, Brooke. Hey, Lee. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us about Local. How are you serving folks? Yes, I'd love to. Well, we are a consulting firm. We're located in Old Fourth Ward of Atlanta. Uh, our headquarters, where we are today, we'll talk a little bit more about in the show. It's called the Be Nice House. Um, but Local was started about five years ago out of a need that my two business partners, Neil Bedwell and Andrew Osterday, who've been on the show in the past, um, that we all saw coming out of some of our marketing careers, working in or for Fortune 100 organizations. Um, there's constant change going on in any organization, but especially those, those big ones. Um, and so whether it was an HR team that was working on a massive reorganization or an IT team that had a new piece of technology that they needed employees to all use, um, or maybe just a training program to help a team become more brand focused or customer focused, um, we just saw a gap that a ton of times there was a lot of resources and investment put into these change initiatives that needed to take place, but um, when they got time to roll those out to employees, that the communication of those often was just maybe even a series of emails that the change that they needed to stick wasn't sticking because of the communication. Um, so as marketers, we were all marketers in our prior career. We saw an opportunity. You know, if we were launching a product to consumers on the outside, we'd, we'd spend tons of time and resources looking at our audience first and then crafting very specific communications on different channels to those different audiences. And we just didn't see the same thing happening inside of organizations. So we turned everything we knew as marketers on the outside um, to the inside of businesses and working with Fortune 100 companies today um, to what, doing what we call change marketing, marketing change to employees to to really drive in, you know, inspired change versus change that's maybe compliance-based. Um, and thinking of employees as an audience that we've got to think about worth winning, um, not just communicating with uh, through some pretty direct messaging and emails. So we're really humbled. We just were named on the uh, Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies and Atlanta's best places to work for the second year in a row. So some exciting things happening down here in Old Fourth Ward <laughs> at Local. Now, tell me a little bit about um, your work in terms of how the companies you're working with choose you to solve this problem. Every company as part of their mission statement has a, a variation of our people are the most important asset. Yep. And um, you can cut and paste that into pretty much across industries. It doesn't matter the size. Mm -hmm. They all at least give lip service to that um, kind of that way of thinking. Are the... And it gets to the heart, I would think, a lot of it is the culture of the organization. Exactly. And um, when you're having these kind of conversations with your prospective customer or your, your actual customer, how, how much do they mean it? You know, they say it, <laughs> but, 
but but you know, actions speak louder than words. Um, how much d- disconnect are you seeing or incongruity between the um, intention or the aspiration to to behave in that manner and the actual behavior? That's a that's a great question. We could spend all day talking about that. All right, we have all day. <laughs> but, let's let's but, do it. But the quick answer, um, you know, I think organization, a lot of organizations do talk about being people first. You know, we talk about that in our own team here at local and people first is it's a great ambition, but to live that out, the bigger you get is really challenging. Um, And so we just look at it really simply that being people first is really about listening first, listening to employees, listening to where they're at. You know, as we see these huge transformations happening within organizations, it's often uh, and very common that we see great intentions, but just not slowing down to see how that change may be received from an employee standpoint first. Um, and again, like we do that in the marketplace, we, we listen to potential customers if we're launching a new product, but um, people first really starts with understanding people and their needs and their feelings and how change may be received on their end. So all of our clients have great intentions of that. Unfortunately, uh, the speed in which a lot of this change has to happen prohibits that in a lot of organizations. But we have seen with COVID just a, a huge uptick in looking at employees and employee engagement differently. Um, as we're working in virtual environments, we don't have the face-to-face contact that we used to have. There is just a much more intentional need for employers to be spending more time listening. Now, um as part of your work as a marketer, I'm sure you believe in metrics and met- and choosing the metrics that matter exactly. as kind of the um, benchmark of how well you're doing. Has the recent kind of um, employee tightness in the market and demands of the employees really exacerbated some of these issues where these aren't no longer, yeah, let's get to this down the road, but this mm-hmm. becomes now vital to even just staying in business for a lot of folks. They're desperate to, uh, you know, to get uh, the right employees to work there and keep them. Um, is this stuff really at the forefront nowadays more so than maybe a couple of years ago? 100%. You know, we're having daily conversations with clients from everything from talent acquisition. How, what, what are we making appealing in our culture to get new people in? What are we doing to help those people grow and develop and want to stay a part of our culture once they're here? Um, and employee engagement data, as you, you mentioned metrics, that's huge. It's a key part of what we do. We have our own tools that we use in a lot of our projects and client work, but we're also leveraging a lot of the tools that they're using in their HR teams. Um, HR teams is one of the main groups that we work with uh, in our client relationships. And so that data is hugely important. But yes, COVID and um, the talent market that we're in, all of that has elevated the the need to look at metrics more closely. And it's the metrics that matter. Like I would imagine one of the pain points that they're seeing is, hey, why aren't we keeping enough people? Why are these great people, you know, going out the door as fast as they're coming in? Hey, maybe we should call the local folks uh, to help. (laughs) We would love that. We would love that. But is that the is that usually the pain point? Is it somewhere around the retention? Because that's a noticeable thing for anybody. They don't have to be that paying that close of attention to notice hey yes where's where's mary she was great how come she's not here anymore 
Yes, retention is one of the key metrics that we look at. And we a lot of the work we do um, with clients is, is around that. So like I said, that talent acquisition and, and retention, how do you keep people happy? And that's not just about giving them the tools that they need to do their job. It's, it's looking at them like a human being and, um, and knowing and understanding them and what makes them tick. Um, within their job, what they care about, what they're passionate about, and how the organization is nurturing that. Now, in your work internally for your own organization, you uh, decided to invest in office space that is a little different and maybe is kind of has a bigger why associated with just coming up with a different type of headquarters for your company. Can you talk about that? Sure, I would love to. Yeah, it's it's maybe a little bit ironic that we're talking about um, a physical office space in the middle of a pandemic. Um, but funny enough, we've signed the lease on a new space uh, in the middle of Old Fourth Ward a month before the pandemic hit. So we have continued to evolve our vision for what return to work looks like and the future of work for our own company, just like we do for a lot of our clients. Um, but we're just really excited to kind of officially show the world of this space. It's a space we created to, you know, really create community and culture within our own team, but also as a hub for the community here in town, uh, for the film industry to, to utilize the space. Um, but it's a historic building uh, on, on Edgewood Avenue that was humble beginnings as a engine repair shop turned church, turned yoga studio, turned skateboard uh, skateboard manufacturing uh, facility. And now it is what we call the Be Nice House. Um, The owner prior for 20 years had painted a a beautiful graphic on the side of the building before selling it a couple years ago that said Be Nice. uh, And just a reminder to the neighborhood of, you know, just a simple, uh, simple thing we should live by. And so we wanted to carry on that tradition. And so we call this space the Be Nice House. It's a non-traditional office space, not a a desk in sight, a huge 2,500 square foot outdoor courtyard and a lot of living space that um, was what we created as a safe way for our team to return um, with plenty of room to spread out. Um, But also our team just loves coming together and and wanted a safe place to do that even in a, a COVID work environment. So now with this um, space, the way that it's configured, how, um, how, how does that impact the community as a whole uh, outside of your own folks? Yeah, that's a great question. So we wanted this space to be a place of, of gathering and people coming together. So we've been using it for um, community events, meeting lots of bringing local business owners together in the old fourth ward community um, to, to come together and think about community initiatives that we need to be all collectively participating in to help the neighborhood. Um, Just next week, we'll be hosting um, an event with the Atlanta Design Festival on design and the black image um, with some some great speakers here. Um, So just as a gathering place, you know, community and culture is is key to what we do as a business. And we wanted this place to be more than in an office, which is why we call it a house um, and a, a place to gather. Now, can you walk through the thought process? Obviously, it happened pre-pandemic, so maybe the thinking was different once the pandemic hit. Maybe there were some changes in um, how it, how you finished. But talk about like why it was important to build something that served the community, not just, oh, let's just get a good space for us because that's what we need. 
Yeah. Our team, you know, we're a team that's passionate about change. Um, obviously with the work that we do within organizations, but change comes in a lot of forms and a big part of that. And what's important to us as a business is change in our community um, and not just talking about it, but actually doing something about it. And so having a physical space um, to do that, just, it gave us a great platform um, to be able to come together with others in the community who have the same passion. And then since you, it's open now, right? Yeah, we've been open since January. Um, so it is open now. So now how does it work if there's somebody in the community that um, is interested in, hey, we have this event. Now they can look to you and say, hey, you might be able to do it here, host it here. Is that how it works? Yes. You can reach out to us on our website, localindustries.com. And there's a, a nice little tab there for the Be Nice House with lots of fun photography to actually see the space. It's kind of hard to describe a space. It's kind of like trying to describe what a delicious cheesecake tastes like to somebody. Um, but you really need to come and see it and experience it. So we'd love to have coffee with anyone who is just even interested in thinking about, you know, what does a future workplace look like in, in this world we live in? Or they have a great event coming up that they're looking for a, a unique environment to do that, that that can be safe um, as well. So we would love for anyone to, who's interested to come grab a cup of coffee with us. So it could be a, you know, one-time event or, or semi-regular, sure. or it could be like, Hey, I want to work out of there. Like I move my small team there. Yeah. They can, so if you want to host a meeting with your team, we call it kind of a retreat from business as usual, you know, everyone needs a chance to get away. And because we have ample outdoor space, um, that's been a great option for people. We've hosted a lot of photo shoots and film events with the, the local film industry here, um, in addition to some of those community events that we just talked about. So um, lots of different use, use cases for the space. So now in your work in serving uh, organizations and their people, does it, do you still get to scratch the itch of marketers and helping them with their marketing or is your work solely just uh, internal? That's a great question. So we work with a lot of marketing teams still, but mainly on the internal side. So helping marketing teams um, sell in ideas across the organization. You know, when we were working in corporate America, one of the things that we saw is that marketing teams, you know, you have these big ideas for things you want to do on the outside. And then we joke that they get dropped into the corporate blender and they come out kind of a fraction of what they started as. Um, and we saw that as some of the dysfunction of ideas just not circulating well internally to get them sold in to be able to, to do what you wanted to do on the outside as a marketing team. Um, so we support a lot of marketing teams from that standpoint. Um, we don't do external marketing, but we help the teams make sure that their ideas um, can come into fruition on the outside. Well, congratulations on all of the success. Um, if somebody wants to connect with you, whether it's to help them kind of optimize their own team, or if they're a local business that wants to you know, check out the event space. What's the coordinates? What's the website? It's localindustries.com. And there's an easy place on there just to email us at hello at localindustries.com. And we would love to chat and grab a cup of coffee. Well, congratulations again on all the success, Brooke. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you, Lee. It was fun. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio. Mm -hmm.